This podcast is a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to find out more. This episode of 20th Century Boy is brought to you by Radio Mike on Patreon and the TCB Overflow podcast. If you finish 20th Century Boy and you want to hear more from me, head to patreon.com slash radio Mike and for as little as a dollar a month, get the Overflow podcast. An extra podcast every single week. And the Pat and Mike show where producer Pat and I talk everything behind the scenes of 20th Century Boy. The Patreon is overflowing with content. We'll see you there. Hello everybody, it is Mike here. Thank you for checking out this bonus uh, podcast episode. If you don't know what this is, this is a little uh, podcast compilation I put together uh, generally about once a month, which is basically I do a little radio segment, a quick radio segment on 3AW Afternoons with my good friend, and fantastic broadcaster D.D. Dunleavy here in Melbourne. 3AW is a talkback AM radio station in Melbourne. Also the highest rating radio station in Melbourne, um, which is really cool. D.D. was actually, I think I've told this before, but D.D. was the first person uh, in the radio industry that kind of gave me an opportunity. So it's cool that Six years after I finished uni, because I started working on her show as an intern, straight after intern Mike, straight after I finished uni in 2016, early 2017. And yeah, five, six years later now, I'm doing a little spot on her show, which is fantastic. And I genuinely appreciate DD. So each week I talk about what's been trending online. Um, and this is really fun. Still really enjoying it. And this is everything from, I believe, May... 26 till uh, recently. <laughs> I always get the dates mixed up, but uh, yeah, it's every Thursday at 1.45pm on 3AW693 here in Melbourne. Um, but yeah, if you can't listen live, which I assume most of you can't, I put them all together in a compilation here. Now, a lot of these I'm I usually do it from my little home studio, but we were having some issues with my home studio broadcasting through the radio. Um, so I actually, uh, I, I was on the phone for pretty much all of these. So it is phone quality for me, which is a little bit lower quality, but that was the best we could do for these. And that's pretty much it, guys. I, I love doing these and um, I like to put out bonus content for you guys to listen to, for you to listen to if you want to listen to it, but if you don't want to listen to it, don't listen to it. But I guess if you are listening to this, then you probably do want to listen to it. And if you don't want to listen to this, then you probably aren't listening to this. So you'll never hear this message and you won't even know that I recorded a message saying, don't worry about it if you don't want to listen to it. Anyway, I'm rambling. Here's four segments of my trending segment with DD Dunleavy on 3AW. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support. Love your long time. Here it is. On 3AW Afternoons. Internet, eh? What's trending? With Michael Liberale. It's 12 minutes to 2. Melbourne's weather showers top of 17 today. It's uh, just under 15 degrees right now. Hi, Michael. Hi, Dee Dee. How are you going today? I'm fine. We have a new Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, and we have a new Prime Minister's dog. We have the first dog of Australia, and not only do we have the first dog, but you can keep up to date with Anthony Albanese's dog, Toto, on the first dog 
Twitter account. That's right, Anthony Albanese, the Prime Minister's dog, has a Twitter account. It has 30,000 followers. What do you think of pet accounts, uh, Dee Because a lot of people do them. I'm uh, a sucker for any golden retriever one, so I say the more of it, the better. Okay, well, Toto is not a golden retriever, but do you want to hear the first ever tweets from Toto Albanese? Yes, go ahead. Okay. Hello, Australia. Dad thought it'd be a very good idea to get me a Twitter account. Twitter account. So here I am, Wolf. That's the that's the kind of tweets you can expect. I'm actually all cringy and like, dog. yeah, it's it's so unbelievably daggy. But you can't be angry with a dog. You can't be. Yeah. So. Well, I was also going to ask, do you think it's necessary? Now I've since learned it's not actually run by Anthony Albanese or anyone not. from his office. It's yeah, it's. <laughs> For some reason, I thought it was him just uploading pictures and doing these captions, but it is just some random university student who set it up. But, yeah, uh, definitely not necessary. Maybe a little bit of fun. Yeah, no, I can't see any harm in that at all. Like I said, dogs anytime. Um, I, I can't say I'm a fan of Kim Kardashian, and again, she's upset people this week, and that's been trending. What happened there? This is a really funny one. So Kim Kardashian has partnered with a, I guess, a, like a vegan meat company, um, uh, like a plant-based meat company, and uh, she's appeared in an advertisement for that product over in the States. I think we might have a little bit of audio of it here. I believe so much in the mission of Beyond Meat that I've stepped in to help with my greatest asset, my taste. This plant-based meat is not only amazingly delicious, but it's also better for you and better for the planet. It's a simple change that makes a really big difference. So good. And now that I'm beyond meats, look, I've heard enough. I've heard enough. What, so what's the problem with it? <laughs> I was going to say, it's, it's gone on long enough. Now, Kim Kardashian is the chief taste consultant of Beyond Meat. But the real problem is a lot of people have called her out because in the advertisement, she's actually, uh, she goes to sort of take a bite of one of the burgers, but very clearly, there is no bite, but then she pretends to chew the non-existent food that she hasn't bitten into. And it's, just, it's quite a funny thing to watch because there's no effort made to even make it look like that burger went in her mouth. There's just there's no bite mark. It doesn't even get close to her mouth, and then she's just chewing like she's eating the most delicious thing in the world. Well, actually, that's interesting because whenever there is a, a food commercial of some sort, they're going to be in the same situation. And I found that when we do here do a taste test here on air if you've got a mouthful you can't describe what it is you're having so you can't take a bite so i'll defend her on that but she shouldn't yeah, have pretended it's to a commercial they're filming multiple takes they can get the shot of her eating it and then get her to comment later yeah depends how quickly she can swallow and that's a whole different subject michael i'm not prepared to go there right now uh tell us about the sexist car there's a Chinese car make, DD. I, I actually hadn't heard of it, but it's called Great Wall Motors. Um, and they've developed a new electric car that has been labelled as, as sexist. Interested to hear your thoughts on this. So it's called the Aura Ballet Car, inspired by the old Volkswagen Beetle. It's pastel pink coloured. It has LED ring lighting in the extra large vanity mirrors and a selfie cam in the car, as well as a lady driving mode. That's what they've called it which keeps a greater distance to the car in front of you. Yeah. I guess it's some right. automatic spatial recognition. As well as that, and I actually think this kind of makes sense, 
the car like ergonomics are designed for the female body in mind. So it's like for a smaller frame, I guess you could say. What do, what do you think of this? Because it has been labelled as sexist. Well, I think it's lovely. The colours are beautiful and I think all those things, a makeup mirror in there and, and to fit the female body just as well. But I'm, a, I'm quite offended by the having to leave extra car space in front in case the lady is somehow can't concentrate on the road and drive the car properly. They can trash that bit, but the rest is okay. Yeah, and I think, like, you know, I think a lot of women do do their makeup in the car. So I actually think these are some kind of effective changes that might suit a female driver better than a male driver. And I actually, I agree with you. The, the design of the car is actually really nice. Yeah, it's pretty. I like it. Thank but, you. But yeah, we'll, we'll lose the lady driving mode. We will indeed. Michael, we're out of time. Thank you so much. We'll find out again next week with Michael Liberale, What is Trending? <laughs> On 3AW Afternoons, Internet A, What's Trending, with Michael Liberale. 13 minutes to two. Melbourne's weather, partly cloudy. Top of 13 today. We have actually just hit 13 degrees. Tomorrow is uh, 12 degrees for a top, shower or two. And Saturday showers with a top of 14. Trending today brought to you for Sinclair Dermatology. Attention chronic hives sufferers. Sinclair Dermatology is seeking participants for a clinical trial. Visit sinclairdermatology.com.au. Good afternoon, Michael. Good afternoon, Dee. How's your week been? Not too bad at all. What's been trending? Oh, okay. So a bunch of new TV shows have kind of launched across all of the streaming services this week. Probably one of the one of the highest profile ones is season four of Stranger Things, the very popular um, 80s sci-fi show from Netflix. Have you been watching this at all? I No, and I'm having, uh, is it FOMO? Because everyone's talking about it and I've never watched it. I keep hearing that it's really good. And I've missed it. You've so... never watched it at all. No. You've never watched it. Oh, it is quite a good show. I feel like the last season, season three, wasn't as good. But I did watch the first step of season four last weekend, and it was really good. One of the big trending things coming out of it is because it's set in the 80s, DD, all of the songs and um, the soundtrack of the show is all 80s songs, which I'm sure you'd love. And a song that has been kind of revived through season four of Stranger Things is uh, Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush. I think we've, we've got a bit of it, just to remind our listeners. She is the best. I love her. Do you like her, Michael? Oh, Dee, you're going to hate, you and all the listeners are going to hate what me, the 27-year-old millennial, is about to say. Oh, no, what? Who is Kate Bush? <gasps> Who is she? I've never heard this song or her of well, her in my life. I mean, look, she was huge. She, her first, first big hit was um, Wuthering Heights, and it was just very right. odd, and she's very odd, and more of an, an artist, I'd say. Oh, here she is, Wuthering Heights. So she was as quirky as all get out before that was even cool to be quirky as all get out. And yeah, right. I had a friend at high school, Anna Crone, who was obsessed with her. I'm going to send you, Michael, a, um, a photograph that I've got of me and um, Anna and all our friends. Anna wanted to meet Kate and we all had to gang together and hold up signs saying, hi, Kate, so that Anna would get to meet her. And she did. 
So oh, how, that is amazing. So how That's dare very... you say, Michael, yeah. who is Kate Bush? Well, okay, so if you're only just being introduced to her, what do you make of her? Uh, I mean, the song sounds really, really good. And apparently, I'm not up to it yet, but apparently the song is actually of plot significance in this season of Stranger Things. And it's not actually the first time they've used a song in kind of the story. Um, in season one, the Clash song, Should I Stay or Should I Go, is actually quite a prominent song that recurs throughout um, the show. So it's cool how they integrate music of the time. And funnily enough, the song has made a resurgence. It's number one on the iTunes charts. I didn't know the iTunes charts still existed. But back in, in 1985 when it first came out, it only got to number 30 on the Billboard charts. So it's actually done better now than it did originally back in the day. It's going viral on TikTok. This song is huge at the moment. Good. And so it should be. Um, yeah, you've upset a few people. Fiona Byrne, our entertainment reporter, she's just texted me, what about Babushka, which was another big hit for Kate Bush. Michael, you're in a lot of trouble, boy. I am going to be binge listening to Kate Bush after Good. this uh, segment. Don't if anyone worry. wants to tell Michael off, the phone lines are open, one double three six nine three. Um Belly button. Tell us about the trending belly button. This is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. So a woman from Nigeria has gone viral on TikTok. She does kind of your standard dance videos on TikTok, except one thing that isn't standard is her belly button, right? So basically, she has an outie belly button, I guess you could say, but it's like it's like a mega outie. I would honestly, I, I'm going to say this as delicately as possible, it kind of reminds me of like a part of the male appendage. I'll just come like out and say it. It looks like oh, there's you... a penis coming from her tummy. It honestly does. <laughs> I didn't know if I was allowed to say that You're on the not... radio. I am. I am. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't want you to be in trouble, Michael. I'll take the fall for you. It's yeah. the most bizarre thing, but I think it's a hernia. I think the poor woman needs to get some treatment. That's the thing. Like she's kind of flaunting it, and and I guess that's and body positivity and all that. But a lot of people are saying that it's an Is umbilical it? <laughs> hernia and it apparently happens when part of your intestine bulges through the opening of your abdominal muscles. So yeah. it really is a health concern and it's so bizarre to look at. Look, in my opinion, the body positivity thing can be just for the outer surface of the body. I don't want the internal organs popping out. <laughs> Hanging out. And, yeah, me and, either. Yeah, I agree. That's <laughs> no thank you. Um, and there was a dreadful incident at the Louvre, Michael. Yes. The Mona Lisa, the, the famous Mona Lisa has been vandalised or at least like the glass covering that covers it up. Um, a French protester uh, uh, smeared cake all over the Mona Lisa. It was a 36-year-old man dressed as an elderly lady in a wheelchair, and he rolled up to the painting, stood up, and smeared cake all over it. And then he was yelling in French. Uh, the loose translation that he was saying was, think about the earth. All the artists are destroying the earth. That's why I, I did this. So it's some kind of environmental message against art, but it's very unclear. He was escorted out by security, and uh, I don't think he'll be going back to the Louvre for a visit anytime soon. No, they'll be double-checking everyone in a wheelchair, which is probably not the yeah. result that, you know, yeah. uh, everyone should get a fair go, but now it's going to raise suspicion for any little old lady who, in a wheelchair who does want to actually go in there. What an idiot. And nobody's thinking about the earth, mate. We're just thinking about one of the finest artworks the world has being saved from your stupidity. Madness. Really strange protest. Uh, really strange. I don't get it. Why cake? 
It just doesn't make yeah. sense. Like if he just thrown yeah. rose petals at it, then maybe, you know, that's got a Fair sort enough. of nature vibe to it. I don't know. Yeah. That, yeah, I don't think he's all there. Michael, lovely to talk to you. Thank you. We're up to date now with what's been trending with Michael Liberale. On 3AW Afternoons, Internet A, What's Trending with Michael Liberale. 13 minutes to two and our temperature just took a dive. It was 13.2 last time we checked. It's now dropped down to 12 and we have showers this afternoon. Tomorrow, pretty much the same showers with a top of 14. Michael, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Dee. How have you been? Very well, thank you. I hate public proposals. I just think there's so much scope for things to go wrong. They are cringy. They make me uncomfortable. If anyone wants to argue with me, give us a call, one double three six nine three. Tell us about the one that went awfully wrong. I kind of agree with you. I also hate public proposals, but usually it's really awkward when someone proposes and the other person says no, right? That's the main awkward thing. But in this public proposal, a German man has taken his partner to Disneyland in Paris and has organised in advance to go up on stage at Cinderella's castle and propose to his girlfriend. Now, as he does this, an employee of Disneyland Paris swoops in, takes the ring while he's down on one knee and tells them to get off stage, interrupting the moment. How crazy is that? I actually can't really understand why he did it, because it was an empty surface. They didn't appear to be in any danger. And he says something naff like, um, oh, it'll be better down here, which it's not going to be better down there. It's better up on the stage with the castle in the background. Can Can you work out why he did it? I think it's because this is one of the stages where, like, the characters come and perform for tourists at the park. And I think generally the public aren't supposed to be there. But this guy has asked the Disneyland staff if he can do it. So he's gone up there to do it. But obviously this staff member hasn't got the message. And if you watch the video, he literally swoops through. (laughs) Imagine this guy down on one knee. This employee just swoops through grabs the ring out of his hand and walks off and tells them, come down here. But I think it is because it's technically an out-of-bounds area and this guy didn't know. Now, Disney has actually responded to the incident. Oh, has they it? Said, what did they say? Yeah, well, they have said, we regret how this was handled. We have apologised to the couple involved and offered to make it right. Now, I don't know what offering to make it right means, but I reckon this guy has a good chance of getting a Disney-funded wedding. Michael, can I just give you a bit of advice from someone twice your age, at least, old enough yeah. to be your mother? Um, when you, when it does come to that moment, when you choose to propose to somebody, please don't do it at a theme park. I just, I don't know. It's just not my cup of tea. Part, part of me thinks if that's what you're going to do, you deserve what you get. But I, <laughs> I would I would never propose at, at, well, we obviously don't have Disneyland here in Melbourne. I, I would never propose in front of the big mouth at Luna Park, if that's right. what you're thinking. Yes. I'd never do that. Don't yeah. worry. Well, people think that you might do that, you know, funny guy, loves a bit of comedy, might do that. Please don't do it. Um, speaking of, of comedy, comedy, a comedian, John Oliver, made a few headlines here in Australia. I'm interested to hear your take on, on the giant banana statue and what played out there. Yeah, I know you have uh, spoken briefly about this on your show already. And are you familiar with John Oliver at all? Not a lot, no. I I wasn't sure why he bobbed up out of nowhere asking to buy a a horrible statue that we've got here in Melbourne, Fitzroy. Yeah, he he is like a satirical British comedian that does a show in America. And if you are familiar with the 
what has been dubbed the demonic banana statue uh, in, in Fitzroy. He has offered to buy the statue for $10 uh, to kind of take it off our hands. And, yeah, it is really interesting. I, I mean, it all leans into a joke he's, he's done on his show. But, I, I, I mean, and I don't think it's serious, but the, the city of Yarra, I believe, has responded to him as well. They said, I would like to officially, well, a spokesperson said, I would like to officially extend an invitation to John Oliver to come down under and visit Yarra. And she, the, this spokesperson also says, I would be happy to take him off a tour of our wonderful city and organise a private viewing of the big, of the banana statue. So they're not going to sell it to him, admittedly, because it is a big joke, but they do want him to come down, I suppose, for publicity purposes and, and pose with this banana statue, which is funny. Well, I think they're idiots. He was offering to make donations to charity. Like, that would have been such a good outcome, and the stupid thing's still in storage anyway. I think they've made the wrong decision there. Um Mentioned briefly yesterday, and it caused a lot of anger uh, with Rita Panahi, but she's very p- protective and she loves KFC. She hates it when they do anything strange and they've put a bit of cabbage in some of their burgers, Michael. What sort of reaction has there been from people to the move? Okay, this is incredible. And I love KFC too. I think it, um, I mean, it, it's amazing. It tastes amazing, but, and, and obviously there is a lettuce shortage in Australia at the moment, which has led KFC, as you said, to replace lettuce in their burgers with cabbage. And, wow, people online hate this. One person on Twitter actually wrote, this feels like a sign of the apocalypse. <laughs> and a lot, of pe- a lot of people are saying that having cabbage in their burgers instead of lettuce is making them completely rethink getting KFC. So it's a lose-lose for KFC because they just can't get enough lettuce for their burgers. But people don't want cabbage in their burgers. So... People are turning away uh, from the kernel in this moment, and it's it's crazy. I think it's all just a branding thing. If they just said uh, coleslaw, then no one would have minded, nor would they have noticed. Gosh, you think a... so? Yeah, I reckon no one would. Well, maybe they're better to probably have just had a gap there, wherever the lettuce or was going to be, <laughs> until the lettuce can come back again. I mean, at the end of the day, the burgers still have the, the, the trademark KFC chicken in them, so you're not really yeah. missing much. So I, I think, mean, let's I think it's it. still okay, guys. Yeah. That's the bit everyone wants, isn't it? Good on you, Michael. Love to hear from you with what's trending, Michael Liberale there. On 3AW Afternoons, Internet What's Trending with Michael Liberale. Let's find out what's been trending this week. Michael Liberale, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Dee Dee. How has your day been today? It's good, not too bad. Michael, you might have to start by explaining to many people who Kid Leroy is. So they would have heard his name just recently when he cancelled a concert. But, but who is Kid Leroy? Or is, Kid it the, Leroy, is it the? It, 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 yeah, it's actually the Kid Leroy. Right. Um, he is, I guess you could say he's one of the latest pop sensations coming out of Australia. He's probably best known for his collab on a song with Justin Bieber called Stay, which, if I do say so myself, is quite a banger. It's quite a good song. And uh, this week, the Kid Leroy went viral because he cancelled a concert in Melbourne at Rod Laver Arena 40 minutes after it was supposed to start. So the audience was booing. They were really disappointed. But he was actually very sick, and they thought he might have COVID. So they didn't think it was appropriate, right? Now... When he made up the shows, I believe it was on Saturday or Sunday that's just passed, 
He surprised the fans by bringing in a guest act. And would you have any idea who the guest act might have been? Well, I know, but you can reveal it for those who don't. It wasn't Justin Bieber, but but have a listen to who he brought on. Okay. This next guest is the Wiggles. <laughs> Drop the hits, let's go. These guys only wanted to do one song. I was like, no, 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 no. We got to run all the hits. Next one is Hot Potato. So, Michael, is that all, that's also a banger, is it? Uh, yeah, Hot Potato is a certified banger. But I, I think the Wiggles are really seeing a resurgence in the millennial nostalgia market now. So they're popping up a lot. Like, earlier in the year, they were number one on the Triple J's Hottest 100. I think it's great to see a children's entertainment act uh, still relevant amongst adults today. Yeah, it's good. I, I never loved taking my daughter, Bonnie, who's the same age as you, Michael, as you know, uh, yeah. to go and see the Wiggles. I was never a fan. But you can hear the excitement of, of the audience there. They clearly love that. Um, qualifying for the World Cup was just a massive moment for Australia, but there was a viral moment that came out of that. This is probably one of my favourite television moments in recent memory. So... ABC announcer and, and admittedly a, a legend, Tony Armstrong, he was reporting on the qualifying final at Federation Square over this week, reporting on the Socceroos game against Peru. There was a dramatic penalty shootout and one of these teams was going to qualify for the World Cup. Thankfully, Australia took it 5-4. They've sealed their place in the World Cup in Qatar this November. But have a listen to how Tony Armstrong responded. Remember, he's a, he's a journalist. He's on the field doing his job. When they win that penalty shootout, here's what Tony Armstrong did. It's so funny because there's a little noise from someone clearly back in the studio who's obviously thinking, will we try and take this back from him because he's lost his mind or just let it go? Thankfully, they let it go. Yeah, the excitement is infectious, though. So it's so cool to see him just get into the spirit with all the punters there as well. How good is this? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They lost their it's, – it is. It's fantastic. I was starting watching it thinking, oh, mate, come on, you're meant to be impartial when you're reporting, but then I just got so sucked yeah. into watching him having fun. Now, yeah. Michael, once again, I mean, this segment really is just about making you look clever and me look stupid each and every week. I have no idea what the the doll e mini AI image generator is. What is it? This is going nuts on Twitter this week. So essentially someone has programmed – an artificially intelligent image generator. So essentially, you enter any prompt into this generator and it will artificially create photographic images of the prompt you've entered. For example, I tested it out myself. Um, I tried things like Voldemort taking a selfie at the beach and it actually has generated quite reasonably like accurate photos of what the character Voldemort from Harry Potter might look like if he was taking a selfie at the beach. I've also tried Batman riding the subway, and I saw someone else actually try Jesus's crucifixion during the moon landing. And it is very, very accurate and very funny to see what this machine spits out. You can go onto your browser and type in Dull E Mini, D-A-L-L-E Mini, and it will spit out an AI-generated image of whatever you put in. 
that's it's actually extraordinary. Like I don't know how it happens in movies when they use computer generated things, but the fact that this could do do it for any single person, and I've seen yeah. the ones that that you put together, they're incredible. It's it's bizarre. I don't know why anyone's doing it. It's just for fun, isn't it? Yeah, and I think I'm going to start a series of um, famous movie villains taking selfies at the beach. I think that'll be a funny <laughs> one to, to do. But it is really remarkable and kind of scary if you think about the implications of this if it gets smarter and smarter over time. Yeah, absolutely. No wonder people were getting so upset about facial recognition technology at the mm-hmm. shops the other day. Michael, great yeah. to talk to you. Thank you so much. We'll catch up next week. Thanks, Dee Dee. Thanks, guys. That's it for this uh, month or these four weeks. I do a bunch of bonus content on this feed, so thank you for checking it out as always and uh, thank you for your ongoing support. Please DM me if anything captures your interest in these segments that I do as well. And from there, I will also... Nope, that's that's it. I don't know what I was going to say. Enjoy. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I like... You know, just if you've made it this far... Sometimes when I'm like recording the ins and outs of stuff, I just, I honestly just get distracted. Like I just started looking out the window and then I just realised I was still talking and I had no idea where my sentence was going to (laughs) go. But here I am improvising and pulling the curtain back for you guys. And that's something you can only get if you make it all the way to the end of these bonus episodes. Thank you so much, guys. Speak to you soon. This episode of 20th Century Boy was brought to you by Radio Mike on Patreon. If you just finished the podcast and want to hear me talk even more, head to patreon.com slash radio mic to get access to the TCB Overflow podcast, an extra podcast every week, and the Pat and Mike show, where me and producer Pat talk behind the scenes of making this show. The Patreon is overflowing with content. We'll see you there. This podcast was a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to check out all our other content. Stay up to date at radio.mike on Instagram and get in touch. Radiomikepod at gmail.com.